This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, Abe. <laughs> is that, so we have the whole crew this week. We have Sam. Hi. Bass. Yo. And Ryan. Good day. <laughs> How was the uh, AWOL Nation concert, Ryan? You were just at the Taste of Chicago, I believe. Yeah, it was good. It was. I mean, it was fine. I, they're always they're good, uh, but the people the people watching is remarkable. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is there? I mean, it, I, I don't think I would go if Led Zeppelin reunited at the Taste of Chicago, just because you'd have to sit there and watch all those savages just like devour chicken legs and every, it's, it's hot. <laughs> Everyone smells from the heat. There's nothing worse than disgusting people in the heat. Honestly, Abe, I was there for the duration of AWOL set, and that's it. Like, I walked in, and it was surprisingly not that crowded. I actually sat I sat on the lawn uh, and just sat there and enjoyed the show and left and, like, didn't really have to interact with the swabs. <laughs> you didn't I didn't see- have to see much. You know, I didn't have yeah. to, like, be in, like, elbow to elbow. with like, in the heat. You didn't see a guy. You, you didn't see a guy walking out of the portage on with like fifteen food tickets coming out of his back. No, no, no. I mean, there are some disgusting. There's disgusting people everywhere, you know. But in this instance, there are gross people carrying gross food, so it's a little bit more gross. But for the most part, I don't know. It wasn't too bad. How were the kids looking? Like when when Sam and I were little kids. What? No, not not like that. Oh. <laughs> when when Sam and I were little kids. I've talked about this before. We'd wear those skin-tight sweatpants with the mm-hmm. elastic at the bottom and then elastic on top. And then, so the, and, and like a $4 t-shirt. So we'd be wearing about a $9 outfit with underwear and socks included. But then we'd have to wear $175 shoes. Like I'd wear black tops. <laughs> Sam, yeah. Sam, what did you always buy those? Um, uh, co- the, the, mail, the mailman shoes, right? Yeah, the LA, the LA Gear Mailman. Yeah, Sam always had the Carl Malone shoes. I also and, had some really some really fly um, Scotty Pippen air, uh, Nike what's funny, Air Flight. What's funny now is that as life has progressed, Sam still has mailman shoes, except they're just actually <laughs> they're postal real. service mail yeah. mail. Yeah. Uh, real mailman shoes. <laughs> no, but, but I, I, I've been noticing that I, I don't think I think kids dress better, but they wear shittier shoes now. Like we had the shoes cornered. Like we would wear awesome shoes. But the rest of the outfit was garbage. I feel like, I mean, did you know? Have you are you guys ever around kids? I, like, you, I, I, can I tell you what I noticed today? And this might not support your point, but I noticed numerous kids wearing two different shoes. <laughs> Is that a new look? Or I'm something? curious. Yeah, Wait, I don't know. Sh- if like, like one shoe on the left and a completely different shoe on the right foot. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Like you know, sometimes people mismatch socks. Like they they had mismatched shoes. I don't no, know. Were, were these very poor kids, or was it like a kind of like a no? It, it looked like a ironic kid thing. No, it wasn't I ironic. Like it. It, it, it was like um, I mean, I you know, I of course you know this is gonna. It, I, I noticed it predominantly on black kids today. Uh, so, so I don't white, know if the you're, being, you're being racist. Yeah. What are you, Donald yeah, Sterling? Exactly. <laughs> What are you? I have to sell my share in the podcast. What are you, Anthony Cumia? 
<laughs> we really are. If you really think about it, we are in a very slippery slope. With like, you could take any. I'm sorry. Did you just say slope? <laughs> yeah, there you Damn. go. <laughs> now I'm being racist. No, but it's a very slippery slope as far as radio goes because now you could pretty much just find any clip of anyone saying anything, and then if one person is outraged by it and and some newspaper picks it up, then the company that you work for isn't going to stand behind you. Yep, like right. it, it's kind of. I mean, it, I mean the Donald Sterling thing, of course, was bad, but you know that opened up a huge can of worms, and now pretty much anything you do involving race. You immediately lose your job. Yeah, I mean, that's why I always told you fools to be careful. Mm-hmm. Thanks for that tip. Damned it all his racism off. The well, air. I was going to say we're not racist. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> be careful, boys. Be very careful. <laughs> uh. But it is. I I feel like a lot of stuff on TV that. It's almost like it's okay if it's on TV, but if anyone says anything on the radio, then immediately you're a racist or you're a scumbag. Like, yeah, I don't have to think TV is pretty is, is almost harsher than, than radio. I think we're in a very yeah. politically correct climate right now. It's an it's interesting very... climate. I mean, like, did you see the episode of Louie where he hit that button and then it said the N-word really loud? Like, could you imagine doing a, a radio <laughs> segment? Like, he, he was he was in an art gallery, and it said there was a huge red button. It said, press me, and, and like, no one touched it. Or, no, no, it said, it said, do not, it said, do not touch this button. And he hit it and it said, it said the N-word super loud. And everyone looked around, and, and they thought he said it. <laughs> but you could never do anything like that. I mean, that's pretty funny. But you could never do that on the radio. And did they do it? Was it done, if he was in an art gallery, was it done, like, under the guise of being art? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was, like, one of the exhibits in the, in yeah. the art gallery. Right. But actually, it seems like you could say anything you want on the radio, <laughs> but when it comes to saying stuff on Twitter, that's when you get fired. Like, no one, yeah, like Twitter, Twitter is Twitter's the downfall. I mean, that's the X factor. Like, that's where people get, that's where the, it, it does you in. You can, like, be, you can keep, like, tiptoe, sort of teeter on racist, uh, you know, on the air or whatever, but, like, the minute you t- you tweet something mildly, like, outrageous to one person, you're done. Because I listen to Opie and Anthony all the time, and, and, and Anthony yeah. says a lot of stuff on the radio that people might think sounds racist. But the mm-hmm. stuff he said on Twitter, I mean, he's been doing that for years, though, and, and right. no one cared. And then when, you know, the minute it goes on Twitter, some guy in a newspaper like Gawker or whatever, he decided that wasn't okay. And he was on satellite radio, which is supposed to be freedom of speech. I was going to say, when we were on satellite radio, the only the only option they'd tell us that we couldn't do was have penetration. Everything else was good to go. So well, I didn't think well, that would be a problem. Well, guys, it's known that you can't be racist on the I mean, but... Is it? Yeah, I mean, have you, ever seen Anthony, have you ever seen Anthony's Twitter? I mean, was there any question that he was racist? Well, I mean... But I think that's the blurry line. Is like, I mean, does someone's Twitter... Can someone be fired from their job because of what they put on their own private Twitter? Well, it's not really private, though. I mean, Twitter well, is a... His, his oh, personal, I'm sorry, his personal. It's not like he was making it from from the... You know the series XMic. I mean, it's, no, I, I don't know. What you're saying, but I mean, what he puts on his Twitter becomes a reflection of his show, which is a reflection of the station. So, but that's the really, question. You're, if you're if you're in the public eye, you really can't you really can't segregate the two. 
I just think it's uneducated to tweet out your racist thoughts. I mean, if you're racist, don't tweet it out. That's 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 the bottom line. If you're going to say something that could possibly probably get you fired, I mean, don't, shouldn't you think of maybe a little bit before you tweet it out? But, but isn't it true that when you're racist, though, that you're going to end up, people are going to end up realizing you're racist? Like someone, No matter what you say. Yeah, someone who's racist, eventually it'll all come very clear. And, and they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll pretty much make it known that they're racist. Like, even when you don't expect it, at some point. Right. Like, I remember I worked at a bar once, and one of the managers came in. Like, he, he was very straight-laced during work. And I remember he came in to the bar, and he was all drunk, and he dropped the N-word 13 times. Yeah. These effing yeah. N-words! <laughs> the, yeah. They're N-words! I'm yeah. like, whoa! I'm like, I didn't know you it's, were racist. It, it, it's kind of like smuggling a gallon of milk, like trying to always carry a gallon of milk everywhere you go, and like trying to do it undetected. <laughs> yeah, if I, at yeah, some like, point, it's going to slip out of your uh, waistband yeah, and explode. Like, <laughs> You might be able to have a conversation with someone, and they're like, oh, I didn't even notice you had a gallon of milk. But before the end of the day, you better believe that someone will be like, hey, what's with the milk in your shirt? Yeah, and and, you know? and it's going to be bad, too, when it drops and explodes all over oh, yeah. the floor. Because you, exactly. can't, you can't just drop a – like, you don't drop a gallon of milk the way you drop, like, a, a, a thing of mustard and nothing happens. When you drop yeah. a, a gallon of milk on the floor, it explodes, and everyone sees it, and it's all over you. It's all over them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So eventually, eventually, when you are racist, it does. Like we know a guy. Don't say his name, basically. I know, I'm sure you want to, but he like he 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 he's he's very racist, and all he does is sit in his house and complains about everything. <laughs> and 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 he 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 has like surveillance. All he gotta say was sit in his house. Yeah, he just has surveillance in his house. I, I just think people who sit on social media all day. No, and, and Anthony from Opie and Anthony did this too. He would just sit there and complain about social issues like, you know, the the black community does this or the, the guy we know always talks about Obama and he talks about Democrats. That is a whore. No matter which, even if you're okay, if you're liberal, too, and all you do is sit on Twitter and complain about the conservatives, that is a horrible life to live. And that's not a life that that. You're going to have a heart attack. It's, I mean, who wants to yeah. live that life where all you do is talk shit about whatever the situation is? You're just right. spewing venom all day. And even if it's not politics, if it's about, like, if you're a carpenter and you don't like a, a brand of wood or something. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is that you're doing that, that it just <laughs> no, not, not not your wife. Johnson Wood. Not I just quite. can't stand it. I want everyone <laughs> no, to know. I, I want everyone to know. Do not use Boar's no, Paint. No, I'm Boar's <laughs> Paint is the worst paint on the market. <laughs> but guys, I what know, is this, Oak? That was probably a horrible example, but, but it's the... Anything to that degree is unhealthy, and it's it almost becomes an addiction on par with drugs. That this guy doesn't leave his house, and he just he he literally keeps the the lifestyle of a meth addict without the meth. <laughs> well, it's funny. I sent you guys a series of his tweets. One was saying. These fucking assholes at Sirius XM. I can't believe they got rid of the Billy Joel channel. Then the next one was was the next tweet. Two minutes later was a, a Bible verse about like what was it about Ryan? Like it was about being humble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, you guys, it, it, it was like he was pissed off for can that, yeah that they canceled the Billy Joel and he said like I can't wait to give these assholes a piece of my mind. And tell him to gargle my balls or something. It was just like, it was something like horribly offensive. And then followed up with like, 
dear God, I pray that humanity can be more like you. I pray for hum- like humility or something. Even a Bible verse, and it's like, what? Did you get hacked? I, I mean, it's like he's he's lost it. To I, I should have put a buffer between those two. He should have put about ten other nonsense. Yeah, post between those two. Absolutely, looks so ridiculous. You know, yeah. that, you know that you're an asshole when every tweet that you send out, people think there's a chance you were hacked. <laughs> <laughs> like everything, yeah. everything that comes out of your mouth, people are like, "Wait a minute, was that a hacking?" Or, or did he actually? There's no way he actually wrote that. I can't believe. It. <laughs> I hope that it's to the point. I don't know if you guys are with me, but like a guy like that, I, I hope that the people in his inner circle are actively talking about how to get him help. Honestly, oh, yeah. it's like it's like he's an alcoholic or a drug addict. Like, like we yeah. do for Abe, right, Brian? Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's something weird about people who tweet or, or Facebook, and this has nothing to I'm all for whatever your religion is. If it makes you a better person, good for you. That's, that's fine and dandy. That's great. I think it's good. to If you... If, for you to be a better person, to have religion in your life, that's great. But the people right. who tweet out re- Bible verses, it's always mean people. Like, wh- who? think of anyone you know that, well, actually, I take that back. It's my mom I saw actually tweet. <laughs> she actually put on Facebook some kind of Bible. <laughs> she, she's actually a nice person, my mom. But most people. She's the only one. Everyone else is mean. But for a lot of the time, they put out Bible verses as like, Ways a to defense. Like, yeah, it's like a defense or to like yeah. tear down people. Right. It's a and, the per- and, and, and the person you talk, you talked about, uh, he and I once got into an exchange, and he decided to post a Bible verse and said, "Like the good book tells us." I'm like, "Then tell me shit. I don't believe in your religion, man. Why would you put that on my my wall?" <laughs> yeah, you're Jewish. <laughs> my yeah, my book says a lot more different than yours, pal. Yeah, you're like my book of lies is way different than your book of lies. Yeah. yeah. Here's my, here, here's my here's my theory on religion. At best, one of the million religions is correct, right? Most likely, none of them are correct. But at best, one of your religions out of the hundreds and however many thousands religions there are is right. So that means 99% of people's religions are full of shit, right? Because everyone thinks they have the correct religion. So mm-hmm. at, at best, one of them is right. So most likely... <laughs> Your religion, you're probably wrong. Even though you're so sure that your religion's the right religion. Right, but the probability is not in your favor. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a bad probability. Let, let, me, let me give you an example of someone using a Bible verse in the wrong way. When So Carmelo Anthony did this pathetic tour, because for some reason, even though he was never leaving... It, base, is it, is, has it been announced yet, or is it still... He's probably going back to... It, the- it hasn't been announced, but all sources are pointing that... It'll be announced tomorrow. Okay, so Carmelo Anthony needed all the teams to wine and dine him just because he's a little bitch, I guess. So he goes around, <laughs> and all the teams pathetically have these Photoshop pictures of Carmelo Anthony wearing that specific jersey with the number seven. So he comes to Chicago, and of course they're all going to do the same shit, but at least he came here to the Bulls. At least they didn't look as pathetic as the Rockets, who he went to the next day, and they had the exact same Photoshop picture, only with a Houston Rockets jersey on. And <laughs> so, so, so every team had these. Huge... And and the Rockets stole one of their own players' numbers. Well, they no, well, no, no, hang on, well, Sam. That's what I was going to say. So, no. okay, so Carmelo Anthony wears number seven, which Jeremy Lin also wears. So. As soon as that happened, everyone's like, wow, what a slap in the face of Jeremy Lin. So Jeremy Lin 
tweeted out a Bible verse. That was his answer to this. Do you think God gives he, a shit about you think God gives a shit about oh, your yeah. jersey number? God, well, God is very invested in NBA free agency. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure God really <laughs> yeah. cares about Jeremy yeah. Lin's number seven. Thou shalt well, not God, let, God plays God plays fantasy basketball, so I think he is watching it. Yeah. Sure. I can't believe this, Jeremy. Do you do you believe that fuck stick is wearing your jersey? <laughs> Right? But if you're, the, if you're the team, if you're the team that just fucked Jeremy Lin and Carmelo's not coming, how do you begin that apology? Uh, we were just joking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, you know, we just had. To we just, what were you gonna say, Ryan? It's almost, you know, like um, it's 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 really really ignorant to think that that issue is important. Yeah. I just can't get over that. Like Jeremy Lin sitting there. Thinking that God is, in, is is at all interested in who wears what number? Yeah, right. All, all the all the all the suffering in this world. <laughs> a Christian yeah. of all people would know that God is not that invested in His number. I just God, is not, be a better, God is not that insane. <laughs> he does not have insanity at least anymore. He did it for a while and he played <laughs> it with Nick. Um, but it, it's I I don't know, man. I mean, you all. <laughs> You you have to counter that type of stuff with humor or something self deprecating. Yeah, he you know, should I, say I, wow. I, you can't counter that with serious with anything serious. I in my that's just my opinion. But you I know, it's funny if, if he said something like, "Oh, I guess Carmelo's going to have to pay me a hundred grand to get my number." LOL or something. Everyone yeah. would have been like Jeremy Lin's awesome. Here's what he tweeted out. Okay, so the minute they it's a picture of Carmelo wearing Jeremy Lin's jersey holding the NBA Finals trophy, right? <laughs> So, Jeremy Lin tweets out, Luke 629, if someone, oh, slaps, if someone slaps you on the cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. So what does that mean? Like, if someone slaps you in the face, just let them keep beating the shit out of you? And if someone takes your coat, also, like, it says, give them your shirt. What? Sam, explain that verse to me. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I, I, I have no idea what it means. It sounds like more bullshit to me. I, I couldn't explain it. Oh, and then there's another. Uh, yeah. Wait, hang on. Hang so I'm, on. I'm just envisioning. I think it would have been great if Houston, instead of actually photoshopping his jersey on a Carmelo, they would have photoshopped Carmelo's head on a Jeremy Lin's body. That then was he was crazy. answering some fan. He said, "I'm entitled to stand up for myself. Say I felt disrespected as I did through tweet, but point is love unconditionally. Slash as Jesus loved me. God, yeah, Jesus. If Jesus cares about your jersey number, then I don't want to go to that heaven." I really want nothing to do with. I want nothing to do with Jesus. If he's wearing a Jeremy Lin jersey right now, and he's like, "Fuck, fuck them, man! Fuck the Rockets! They should." That, that's that's Lin's number, man, and he, he's one of my when, followers. When he was crucified, there. I mean, it it, it was it, actually it was in uh, Aramaic in the Passion of the Christ, but a lot of what he was saying was about the Houston Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> At the end, um, when they were whipping him, and when they actually when they put that crown of thorns on him, he said, "This is insane." <laughs> but, <laughs> but he did it for us, for Jeremy Lin, for for all of humanity, and for anyone who wears a number. <laughs> Are you guys following this free agency? It, it's actually, you know, what? it was misinterpreted. They say Jesus died for our sins. He died for for Jeremy Lin. That <laughs> yeah, it, it was it's been lost. Lost in translation, but... You know, it's funny, Abe, you just asked if, if we're paying attention. I, I don't even watch basketball, but I'm, like, so hooked on this free agency thing. I don't know why. Okay. Because ultimately, whoever ends... It's, it's whoever better than the game. I won't, I won't watch the game, but I'm really obsessed with where 
all the big chips are going to fall. Well, well, let's start out with Carmelo. First of all, everyone besides LeBron James is completely pathetic because they're all waiting for Daddy to make his choice. Yeah. And like they're like, yo, man, I'm waiting for the king to go to his throne. Then I'll go creep up somewhere. Like, shouldn't you, if you're Chris Bosh, shouldn't you just say... Well, was, was that Bosh? Was that Bosh's voice? That was all the players. Like, anyway. Oh, okay. But, like, <laughs> but if, you're, if you're Chris Bosh... Shouldn't you just go somewhere and say fuck LeBron? Like LeBron right now has all the chips, and he's like, "Oh, I'll do whatever I want." Yeah, but why? Why shouldn't LeBron do what he wants? No, he he's should. The best player in no, basketball. I agree with that. But Chris Bosh shouldn't be a little bitch. Like they're all waiting around to see what LeBron does. Like you should say, "Hey, LeBron, I kind of need to know." Like Ryan, if I said I have uh, four tickets for AWOL Nation at uh, Taste Chicago. And then I asked you yesterday, hey, do you want to go? And you're like, oh, well, I'll let you know it's 6 o'clock tomorrow. The concert starts at 7. Like, no, I need to know beforehand so I could try to find out. Yeah, but, but Abe, these are, first of all, people don't look at the big picture. People don't look at these people as human beings with families. Chris Bosh has a family in Miami. He's friends with LeBron James. I mean, and LeBron is the, the main guy. So, of course, LeBron's going to go first. Bosch has the, supposedly has a max offer deal in the waiting in the wings with Houston. And, uh, you know, we don't know if that's true because a lot of this shit they just make up. But if it is true, um, he probably would be willing to take a little bit less to play with LeBron. And Houston is going to give him number seven. <laughs> right. He wants seven. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, man. Even, even though it's not Bosch's number, they're still just going to take it from Lynn after that stupid yeah. tweet. But, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see why you, you think it's so crazy, so crazy when um, – when I mean, I, I, I can see myself doing the same thing. I mean, if right. I wanted to win a title and I wanted to play with LeBron James, and I knew he was waiting a couple of days, the couple of days isn't going to hurt me if I'm a marquee free. Ryan, do you think... Do if you you're think, Adam Morris, then yeah, you got to go sign the first deal you get. Ryan, do you think if Chris Bosh came to Houston that they would actually crucify Jeremy Lin on the hoop instead of a cross? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin McHale would whip him? He, honestly, shouldn't shouldn't Jeremy Lin, because of all his religious tweets, the only way to end it would be to be crucified, right? Like, shouldn't I, shouldn't that be the yeah, way to there, end? There's got to be a biblical, like a, a something, a modern day biblical equivalent yeah. of that, to like to come out of this. Yeah, like yeah. they rip off the seven jersey, they just rip it off him, and they start whipping him, and they hang him from the rim. <laughs> yeah, what if Bosch comes? They just start. They start throwing basketballs at him. What yeah. if Bosch comes to Houston with one loaf of bread and feeds the entire city? Yeah. What if Bosch was actually <laughs> Jesus? We, we thought Jeremy Lin was Jesus, but it's actually Bosch. Yikes. I didn't, yeah, the, the, the renderings of Jesus have been pretty off. Jesus was pretty handsome. <laughs> I didn't know Jesus looked like a, a grasshopper. <laughs> a, ba- a baby raptor from, uh, yeah, from Jurassic totally. Park. All yep. right, so now, so now you get to LeBron, who, if, if he does not go back to Cleveland at this point, wouldn't it be like, uh, like let's say Cleveland's a guy, Le- LeBron's the hot girl, right? And Cleveland's a guy who's madly in love with LeBron. And LeBron, mm-hmm. for some reason, decided to blow Cleveland last night, right? Right. And <laughs> after, after like, years of, like, telling Cleveland years, that, yeah. Year- that, that no, you know, they would never be together. Years of, years of texting them pictures of, of him blowing Miami. Like, text every day. Every day. Like, when they won the championships, it'd be LeBron on all fours with Riley behind him. Like, stuff like that all the time. So, right now, what's going on, like, the, Cleveland, who's madly in love with LeBron James, have completely, they've completely forgiven him for four years of just 
dis- getting destroyed by Miami in front of them. <laughs> just left and right all day. They've com- they've completely forgiven him, and he's blown them. These last this last week has been a long blowjob. Now, could you imagine what it would be like if LeBron now decides not to go back to Cleveland? Like, wouldn't that be well, like him him ba- getting? A gangbang gang bang by all the heat right in front of Cleveland. It, That's what it's it more be like. like the media is going Cleveland with a LeBron mask on because by a bunch of accounts, he hasn't even went to Cleveland. His agent has talked to Cleveland amongst other teams. So for all we know, LeBron never met with Cleveland. Uh, um, and in fact, I don't think LeBron should go back to Cleveland because you guys remember what happened in 2010 when yeah, he brought all Cleveland? the jerseys. Well, not just, not just that. But do you remember the owner of, of the Cavaliers yeah. sent a very nasty message out on the Cavs' webpage, which he just took down this week, by the way. It was up for four years. <laughs> they um, they got to take it down as a coincidence. Yeah, what an what a, what a odd coincidence. Yeah. But I don't think LeBron knows Cleveland anything. I mean, you know what? He has the right to play where he wants. Uh, they don't own him. Um, and I think he should go somewhere else. But, but, but don't, I, I think he should come to the Bulls because I want the Bulls to win. But don't you think at this point, if he is not going back to Cleveland, he should have immediately made it known. I want why I, I'm, because what he did to those fans who loved him to do it again. I, I think he's going. I think there's no way he's not going back. To be honest, because he wouldn't do this to them. Yeah, why would you say he would? The decision was the thing that he said he wouldn't do. To them. Why do you believe four why years ago? Believe that he's actually out there entertaining offers. Why do you? Why do you believe that? I mean, it's only been a couple of days. Why can't you just take take him at his word or his agent that he's actually considering offers? Why would he say no when maybe he's not sure yet? But he should have his agent make it very clear. Hey, just so everyone knows, Cleveland is not the front runner because you don't want to make these fans who they're going to set their own clothes because they don't have any jerseys left to set on fire. They're going to set all their own clothes just because they're ah, oh, we're mad. We got to burn something. Our clothes now. <laughs> they're going to be burn, burning um. Kmart uh, John Cena shirts, Vaughn uh, Vaughn novelty jerseys from Major League. You're gonna see you're gonna see 3,500 John Cena shirts getting burnt. You're gonna be like, why does everyone in Cleveland hate John Cena? Oh no, they don't hate John Cena. They hate LeBron James. They have to burn something. I don't feel too bad for the people in Cleveland. I really don't. I mean, of course you're gonna cheer for your best ever player. I mean that's that goes without saying. Ryan, right? I mean, what Ryan? What would be more pathetic? Uh, the the Brazil fans crying while Germany was kicking their ass, or or the Cleveland fans when LeBron says, "I've decided to keep my talents right here in South Beach." I think the the, the Cleveland fans would be more pathetic. I because only because I don't think we for you know four kids in America, four guys in, in America can can understand what soccer means to the rest of the world. Yeah, I, really. I mean, it, it is. It is bigger and more important than anything we can comprehend. Well, it's funny because I was texting with some of my friends about it, and and I said, I said, well, this is all they have. They don't have the Carmelo watch. And then my friend sent me all these pictures of hot Brazilian girls. They're like, yeah, they just have this. I'm like, well, the guys cleaning their clothes in the river aren't banging those hot Brazilian chicks. Like, those are the people who are crying. It's like the the pit bull type guys in Brazil are banging all the hot Brazilian chicks, not the guy who lives in a shed. Who's you know just trying to eat? I mean, it would be the same. It would be the exact same if they're in Brazil. They're like, oh man, I feel so bad for Cleveland, and they're like, I wouldn't feel too bad, and they send a picture of 
you know, 15 hot porn stars. <laughs> like, like all the guys in Cleveland just have, like, yeah. a set full of those women. Yeah. Isn't that funny that yeah. people think that these poor people in Brazil who are eating, like, yeah. like uh, chickpea soup on a yeah. good day... <laughs> Right. That they're all they're just they have all these hot girls on all with the big asses on all fours and and and, yeah. and all these girls are dressed up all hot wearing makeup. No, these girls have right. no makeup on. They're trying to survive. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit different. <laughs> the guy like the fat guy holding a piece of mud up so the roof doesn't cave in on his family <laughs> while they sleep. He's not, he's not having sex with a girl that looks pristine on that beautiful beach holding a snake. Yeah. I mean it's <laughs> <laughs> she's probably not even Brazilian. Yeah, the guy, the guys who are walking around with a uh, with a bull on their head trying to collect rainwater, <clears throat> they're not the guys. They're not the guys who have like ten girls around them twerking around their no. face. No, <laughs> they're not slapping their butt cheeks together. They're trying to keep shit out. Actually, no, no poor, no poor Brazilian girls are wearing thongs because they're trying to keep all the shit out of their ass. Like, in those areas, yeah. there's probably bugs flying around. Like, no one's wearing a thong in those areas, believe me. Yeah. They're wearing full <laughs> cloth. Like, everything's covered. Whatever they... That, that's actually... That's the only area covered up is their ass. Because that's where things... It's can, funny. It's the funniest part is that, like, that your friend countered a, a sense of, like, his idea of, like, remorse, you know, was, like, offset by the fact that there are hot women. I mean... Yeah. Like, that's a solution, you know? Like, uh, oh, they're depressed. I wouldn't worry about it. Look at what they have. Yeah, check this out. Like, that, that, that makes, makes things better. See, it would be different if, if you said, like, oh, I feel bad for LeBron. All the Cleveland fans are hating on him. Then if you sent me a picture of LeBron's Miami mansion and, like, or bags of money. grab of his bank account. Yeah, exactly, where it said, yeah, like. That's, that's specific. It said $564 million. I'd right. say, oh, okay. But when, you, when I'm talking about poor Brazilians who are crying <laughs> into, like, you know, they're crying into some, like, piece of wood that they're using to wipe their face off with because they have no paper towels around. <laughs> wearing their, wearing, crying into a piece of wood. Wearing their, God, what a terrible existence. I watch those UFC, uh, like... I need count- something for these tears. Give me wood. I watch those UFC <laughs> countdown shows. When they show Brazil, I mean, I know that there's nice parts where the Americans go, but these, like, are, like it's, it's kind of like Slumdog Millionaire, a lot of the areas in Brazil. Kind of like America. Well, yeah, I mean, we have our own slums, but I'm just, but at least our slums aren't actual, like, you know, like just three pieces of like uh, foam that they took off a refrigerator box and they're living under that. <laughs> Base back to LeBron. How do you think when when he says he's coming back to Cleveland? Because LeBron, for a guy who's has so much money and power, he really doesn't have a hold of the English language yet, and. He, no. His articulation skills, like, could you imagine the press conference would be like, I decided to come home, take these young bucks to the promised land. We is going to Nirvana. <laughs> well, that's because he's too busy chewing out his fingernails the entire time he talks. That's why. But can you see, yeah, we is, uh, uh, well, Jim, we is going to take these young bucks down to promise championship. I'm coming home. Like I was asked, I was asked that a long time ago, and I still don't have an answer. Like you know, you know, whatever he said, just like when he said, "Well, Jim, uh, I'm taking my talent to South Beach." Like whatever he says, he has weeks. Sounds to, wrong. He has, it's like you know when Obama when he wins the presidency, he has this beautiful speech written out 
LeBron James doesn't take one second to think about what he's like, Ryan, if you were going home to Cleveland after four years and you're a good writer, so of course you're going to make it good. But could you imagine going into that press conference with nothing prepared? No, but in, in a, in a way, same reason that hot chicks don't have good personality. They don't have to. Well, that's true. Yeah, I guess. I mean, nothing in LeBron's life necessitates a hold on the English language. Nothing. It's not gonna, at the end of the day, it will not affect him at all if he even knows English. <laughs> it won't. He is paid handsomely to do something that does not involve language That's at all. That's true. You know, it's funny you say that because I, I was just watching uh, UFC. I was watching UFC tonight and they had one of the ring girls like, Hi, this is Brittany Palmer, and I'm at the UFC. Like, she was spinning her head around in a circle like this the whole time she was talking. And I was like, Jesus Christ, what's she doing on camera? Oh, yeah, that's right. She's hot. So you're yeah. right. Like, if someone's hot, that's really all, that's all the criteria they need to get by. And LeBron is basically the hottest at what he does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I've decided that uh, Mia's uh, coming to Cleveland home back to uh, town and uh, the king's back. King could come back to my crown. What, what LeBron? What did you say? Uh, uh, the young, these young bucks here uh, are coming back home to get the t- Akron Cleveland coming back for that belt. <laughs> the Akron Cavaliers. I'm coming home. Uh, the champion. coming back for that belt. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you know, at the end, he's gonna say something like, uh, "The champ is here." Or he'll say some kind of wrestling quote like, and that's the bottom line because LeBron said so. Like, that, that's the only – like, he'll he'll do nine – because his whole speech is only going to be nine seconds. That strap is mine. Yeah. Uh, these young bucks here coming back home, get that gold belt around and get that coming back home for that. And then he'll be like, if you smell what LeBron is cooking. Like, his whole – Oh, yeah, and I got a message for Dwayne Wade. Eat my dick! (laughs) (laughs) What if if LeBron turned heel and immediately started up a feud with Dwayne Wade? I got a message for Dwayne Wade. Eat my dick. Yo, and yo, hey, yo, Carmelo, why don't you ask Lala how my dick be tasting? Wouldn't that be awesome if he started feuds with all the all the free agents and meeting? The marquee free agents every year, like, started a big feud with each other. That'd be awesome. Yo, tell that baby T-Rex, Chris Bosh, I'm coming for his ass. That would make basketball so much more interesting. That would. God, it would be, can you imagine Kevin Love, like, just saying some racist shit? And, yeah. like, just it being cool, you know, for him to say that? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to where you came from. Yeah. yeah. I'm, sending, I'm sending all three of you back home. It's like they were born. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, they were all born here. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm sending them back to Africa. What? <laughs> what are you talking about, Kevin? Yo, I just got one thing to say to Dwight Howard and all them other fools. I'm back, bitch. Eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, I got two words for you. And, and, then, and then Kyrie Irving jumps out, and then Jeremy Lin walks out with a Cleveland shirt on, and then everyone's going nuts. What? Good God! What's Jeremy Lin doing here at the? Uh, base, what's Cleveland Stadium called? The uh, the what is it? Quicken Loans. Yeah, yeah, Quicken yeah, Loans. Yeah, yeah. What a terrible name for a stadium! God. Good God! What's Jeremy Lin doing here at the Quicken Loans Arena? Yo, everybody! Carmelo could suck my dick. No. 
Good God! <laughs> Why is he wearing a number seven Cleveland jersey? <laughs> I kind of just had a thought when Sam said what a terrible name for an arena. I, w- I would like to see a list of all the major cities and their arena names. I kind of feel like they're on par with the quality of that city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think there might be something to that. Yeah. Like, I'd love to see what, like, the, the, the Charlotte Hornets, what their stadium's called. Like the hot, yeah, the hot dog dome or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the, 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 the payday loans arena. Like they just slowly, like the smaller market, <laughs> it, like degrades in quality. <laughs> yeah, I would love for an arena. The Time be, Warner Cable Arena. I would love for an arena to be oh. called. I'd love for an arena to be called the Walmart Center. <laughs> like, why doesn't Walmart or Tar? I think Target does own a, uh, an arena. Yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. But Walmart, I mean, could you imagine the Walmart arena? Like, that would just be pathetic. Like, Or the Kmart arena. Kmart would even be worse. God. Can you imagine Aldi's. Yeah, the Aldi arena. This is like the Aldi arena. The Sertisaver arena. The Family Dollar arena. The Aldi arena. All the women they hire have mustaches and unibrows. Like, they make you feel like you're really at Aldi. And, and when and when you buy merchandise, you have to bag it yourself. Yeah, <laughs> they don't give you bags. What, what what kind of business model is that anyway? I know they're trying to save money on bag boys, but most places the cashier bags your shit anyway. So like the places that make you, I know they want to make you pay for the bags, but once you pay for them, shouldn't they bag them? Yeah, it, it just comes off as rude. It does. If you go in and buy two things, and there's no one else in there. And you, they just sat there, and like the cashier just looks at you. <laughs> like, it's like it's almost like uh, you're, you're trying to be an asshole. And then you see it's, it's very uncomfortable going. I'm always confused in Aldi. I'm like, if it's empty, do I have to like? Will you bag it for me if it's empty? Will you get out of your right. chair? Rachel likes to shop at Aldi actually, uh, and I've been in there a few times, and it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you get those rodeo yeah. bill chips? Is that uh, why you know she, what? she Yeah, she buys like a lot of like ingredient type things there at Aldi. Uh, Somebody told me that Trader Joe's is like owns them. They're the same true? company. Wow. So wow. so when you buy shit at Aldi's, it's really like Trader Joe shit. No, they're the same company though, so it's not. But you know, no, no. Yes, that means a lot of the stuff is the same <laughs> shit. That's what that it does, means. It doesn't mean that. No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean that. Kind of like the movie Twins, where Arnold Schwarzenegger got all the good DNA. <laughs> Danny DeVito got this shit. And then, and then there was Danny DeVito. <laughs> That's the same family portfolio there. Do you ever notice at Aldi's, too, like, you'll always see people putting all their shit in, like, a Heinz ketchup 48-count box that they took off yeah. the shelf? Like, yeah. Just because they don't want to. If you don't want to pay three cents for a bag, you should just not be shopping. Right? I mean, or bring your own bags. Don't steal. Don't take the 48 count cardboard box. And then you have to walk, <laughs> you have to walk in your house and show your face to your family with that, with that Heinz box. Have you guys, have you been in an Aldi and Ryan? I have. Yeah. I have. Is that the kind of place where if you saw a friend there, you'd be embarrassed that you were seen there? Yes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like if I walked yeah. in or if I saw you from like the outside window, Ryan, and you were like, yep. you were going through the tomatoes trying to find good ones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I immediately like, oh, my mom wanted me to come here. Yep. Like, dude, imme- I could not have an excuse fast enough. <laughs> I, would, I would even say, is this for the bathroom? My mom is just looking for a bathroom. Tomatoes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Th- th- let's recreate it. Okay, so Ryan, you're you're in all these and and you, mm-hmm. and, and, and you and you saw me in there. Okay, <laughs> this is how quick I have an excuse. Okay. Uh, honey, what do you, Laura, what do you think of these tomatoes? They look pretty shit. Oh, hey, what's Wait, up, is Ryan? That Abe? <laughs> Abe? Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing here? <laughs> uh, uh, we had some time to kill before a movie. <laughs> actually, actually, you and I would both just attack the other person for being yeah, there, as yeah, opposed to yeah. why are you there? Oh, Ryan! Oh, hey, what are you doing in all these? You cheap fuck! <laughs> I would say something like that, uh, like, yeah. oh, uh, my, 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 my mom said she needed pepper, and then I went to Jewel, and they were closed, so I had to come up, but Abe. Everyone else closed today. And then you have to go out of your way and say, like, do you know where they have the pepper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been walking around here for an hour, even though you have a whole like, cart full of shit. <laughs> and, then, and then you keep just to draw that line, just the one final punctuation that you're not your normal store. And and the whole the whole uh, time I'm, they might keep the pepper here. The whole time I'm talking to you, I'm I'm pushing my card away with my foot so you can't see that it's mine. <laughs> I keep trying to make more distance between me and the cart. Oh no no, no I'm just here look, I'm just here looking exclusively for pepper only. That's the only reason why I'd come to all these. I would never be here to buy a whole heaping cart full of rodeo build chips and tab soda. <laughs> <laughs> and like, if you would, I think I would too. Like, if I pushed my cart away from you, and if like a worker came to take it, thinking it was left there, I wouldn't even say, "Hey, that's mine." Like, oh, I, would, yeah. I would, I would, I yeah. would go get all that stuff again. Like, like if you, Ryan, if you literally saw someone take your cart, pick it up over their head, and throw it on the ground, you wouldn't even say anything. Yeah. Like, or one of the no. workers, he, like if he had a big bin of like stuff to put back up, if he just emptied your entire cart into that bin, you would not. You'd be so embarrassed. No. You would do all your shopping again. I would, I would definitely go back and get it all again. <laughs> when you left, would you go so far as to like find the next closest Aldi? No, he would walk out right <laughs> there and then go to the next Aldi and spend two hundred dollars. <laughs> Oh my god! You know what the best would be the game of chicken when Ryan and I are both sitting in the parking lot waiting for the other one to leave so we can go back in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I would do that move immediately. And, and, you, and, the, and both of you guys would actually just circle around and come right back. And go, oh wait, I left something here. Yeah, how pathetic, how pathetic would that be when we do the circle back around and we both walk in at the same time? <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> Let's go back in. Oh, I forgot the salt. I was supposed to also get salt. You know what's funny, funny too? So we're both in there with heaping carts of stuff, right? And then we have this conversation about how we both only went in to get pepper, and then we both leave without even buying the pepper. Guys, that's like like the How to Catch a Predator episode where the guy got caught twice. Yeah, what are you doing here again? uh, I can't believe you're here again. (laughs) <laughs> totally. Oh my god Isn't it all like It's all assholes and old people Like nice old people and then young assholes In Aldi right oh, I, don't, mo- uh, I don't know the clientele For the most part yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't know I would, I, I, Sure I guess that sounds right Again we won't say the name of this person Base and Ryan but we were look. There was like a ceremony the other day with this really old guy who looked. His whole body looked like he was. He had no. Like he looked like. Um, he looked like the <laughs> scarecrow from. Uh, he looked like a scarecrow. Like he was so yeah. old. And Ryan and I always talk about 
old people like the old man from Pawn Stars who are basically prey. Like you could right. do. I mean, not that. No one loves old people more than me, as everyone knows. But they are prey. Like you could literally rip their head off their body. Yeah. Like you. Yeah, could, I mean, you could rip their. There's a certain age where you there's could, no turn. There's once you cross that point of being completely defenseless. There's no going back. It's not like that guy's going to regain strength and be able to stand off an attack. It's like if you took a wrong yeah, turn. Yeah, just, he can't just go work out and be right. a badass. Yeah. If you took a raw chicken and ripped a wing off, that's how I feel like how easily you could rip their arm off. Yep. I agree. It is, it is funny to send you guys pictures of old people. The first response I get is, it would be so easy to end that guy's life. No, I think we said it would be easy to rip his head off, but it's true. Yeah. Because, like, you picture, you picture some people, are they get so old and so weak that they're, like, uh, like a light breeze is, is, like, pushing them back in, like, a weed on their lawn. Like, they're pulling on it like it's a piece of rope, like, trying to get gain, get back up holding a weed. And the, the weed doesn't even get ripped out of the lawn. Like, it's so, they're so weak that it feels like a huge rope. But it's so frail. Yeah. In this instance, that guy definitely, he looked like... None of his arms or legs were going... They didn't have the contour of arms or legs. It looked like he was stuffed with packing peanuts or newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you make a scarecrow, and it's like, this this arm is just one... Arms have different widths. If you look at your arm, there's, there's different widths on your arm. But when you make an arm, it's all the same tube width, right? <laughs> It's two. No it's bend. two three and a half feet t- foot tubes, right? And it goes where it naturally would fall. Arms hang like arms have a position, and that old guy didn't. There was no. He didn't have the arm bend. And it was just and, and, a shirt dangling where the shirt would dangle. And his legs were crossed over each other, and it looked like just if you took Someone two pant- that. like it looked like if you took two pant legs and just laid the one leg over the other one. <laughs> yeah. Like there yeah. was nothing inside. Right, and again, I don't, I, I don't know that it would be as easy as ripping a wing off of a, a raw chicken to take a limb off. But I do think that any able-bodied person could kill him within thirty seconds. <laughs> which, which, which makes it even more it, fucked up when I go to a grocery. And that's why I get so mad when I go to a grocery store and you see an old man pushing the carts, and then the young prick inside, like telling him what to do. Like, if you, even if you were a C, whatever they call that position, like a CSM, like you're not a real manager, but you're in charge of like only the cashiers and the old man. The, the, the assistant manager. Not even the assistant manager. You're like a support manager, and like you're you're yelling at like, hey, listen up, zip, zip. We need more carts. Yeah, pick it up! Hurry the fuck up, old man! (laughs) Ma'am, ma'am, do you want me to help you out? Do you want me to? I'll, I'll, I'll personally help you to your car, ma'am, because zip is moving too fucking slow. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, uh, It's like I've seen that before. How wouldn't you love to punch that guy in the face? That young prick, he's like 27. Like, I want to just rip his head off. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Abe. Yes. If, I, if that guy exists, yes, I, I want to punch him in the face. 
But my yeah. point is that old people are so frail and weak that when you see <laughs> things, when you see people doing things to them, it's just something that you shouldn't get out of jail. Like if you, when you attack, like you ever see those people, they attack old men and, and or old women and steal their purses. Those guys right. should never get out of jail ever. Yeah, because that's like, like taking you're a rotten a, person. Yeah, it's like taking a newborn baby and just slamming him on right. the sidewalk. <laughs> It is. Like, take him out of his car and slamming him down. And, like, that's exactly what it's like. And when you're those kind of people, you sh- you, you, it should be a horrible... It's kind of like molesting a kid. It's like an innocent right. person, and you're taking advantage of them. Sam, yeah. you know, speaking of old and everything, Sam has been very... Uh, talking, again, about how he's going to die. Old. Sam? Yeah, no, I'm here. I'm, I'm still alive. You're going <laughs> to you're gonna die in, what, six <laughs> years, you say? No, I, I, I just always had a feeling I'm going to die around 40. I just... Since I was a little kid, I've always felt that way, and, and, and it will happen. And you did say that you want to be cremated, and you know, Sam, sure. that I will follow out those orders. I, if, it's one, it. if there's one thing I'm going to do for you, I'm going to follow out those orders. And now I want you to do something for me, and Ryan and Bass, I want you guys to make sure he does this. Absolutely. Any way that I die, I want you to write in my obituary, died of a broken heart. Why? <laughs> and, and That's so lame. No, died of a broken heart because people they say people die of a broken heart. Well, why and, do you why do you why do you want a mockery for an obituary? And then and then no, I don't want any explanation and, why. Do you really think that Abe would have anything other than a mockery for an obituary? <laughs> <laughs> but just yeah, think you're about right. it. All right. <laughs> a mockery. You got it, Abe. <laughs> I, I just want it because you know no one's going to actually ask what like oh who broke his heart. Like so, there's going to be confusion at the funeral, and then Sam. Yeah. You know, people are going to want to ask Sam at the at the wake. So what 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 happened with Abe? And then Sam, I want you not to give clear answers. So I don't want them ever to know why I died of a broken heart. <laughs> so so, give me an example of what of what I could tell somebody when they ask me for well, then, a question not, about how my brother died of a broken heart. Well, no, that's the thing. It's very no. odd that you put that in an obituary. No one's going to come right out and say, how did he die of a broken heart? You don't think heart? so? No way. No one will. Don't you think so, Ryan? Because when something like that happens, it seems like it's too sensitive to bring up to the family. If it's unspoken, I mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think some of Abe's friends, I'm sure, they'll ask, they'll ask the pointed question. Like when people kill themselves, they always phrase it like weird in the obituary. So right. every, everyone at the funeral home knows that they died of suicide. Yeah, but the obituary doesn't typically say how you die, though. It never says, like, he died of cancer. He left, <laughs> it never says that. It just says, passed away at whatever age, left behind these people, we will miss them. It never says, died of uh, a tree fell on his head. <laughs> <laughs> Self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. I just think that would be funny to read the obituary, Abe Cannon, uh, 42. Died of a broken heart. Like, if I got hit by... However I end up dying. Hit by a car, uh, you know, heart attack, whatever. Well, if you die before 40, actually... I will make sure that happens. What's that right? I, I hate to point this out, but but Abe, if you do die, it will be because of a literal broken heart. <laughs> From the heart attack? Yeah. It will be because your heart broke. <laughs> His heart actually shattered both yeah. times. Yeah. So I'm so sorry. That's a, that'll be the exception. Abe's like, it, cause of that broken heart. Everyone's like, oh, who, who was she? I didn't even know there was, you know, and, and they'll be like, no, it, it was literally a broke, his heart broke. 
<laughs> anybody, anybody that knows anybody that knows Ames is going to go. Yeah, that's bullshit. What did he too much mayonnaise clog his heart? Yep, that's actually the real reason. The other thing, Abe, you have to understand that anyone at your funeral wouldn't be going up to Sam saying, "Oh, I, I read he died of a broken heart." Yeah. I mean, think of the people you know and the people who would attend your funeral. Not one of them would take that seriously but you know what it is ryan i want to give you one i want, I, I want to give you one last laugh for me uh, yeah that's not, that's not really your best line though Abe. <laughs> but now that you guys have heard the, the story now when you read it actually when i die it'll be very funny if you want one last laugh you should make a tape and um put it well i was going to say something about your will but obviously there's no reason for you to have a will <laughs> <laughs> what, what am i andy kaufman all your will is just—it's just a series of forwarding mails. Ryan, um, Ryan, dad, Ryan, if I die, honestly, Ryan, the fridge. Ryan, if I die in two years and then you read that in the obituary, you're telling me you're not going to chuckle at that? Oh, I, I will, I will. Yeah, yeah. Now, and especially now that you've talked about it, now that it's been brought up. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then guess what? You'll start crying remembering me then. Right, and then my heart will break. Yeah, no. It's Sam, Sam, I guarantee you'll laugh at that. Like if you see, if you actually, when you actually see the obituary and it says Abe Cannon, thirty six, died of a broken heart. This makes me really <laughs> sad that you think about this. Honestly, I only think about it because you're always talking about dying. Well, I will die soon. <laughs> I, will. I will be dead soon, guys. It's just it's going to happen. What are you, Richie Valens? I don't. Yeah, kind of. I kind of am. I kind of am. I just I have this premonition. What is, it's, it's nice spending time with my friends before my death. What is the premonition though? Like, what you you dream? What do you? No, I just I just can't see living past. Like, I always thought I would like die around forty. I don't know why. Great. I can't really put a finger on. I don't know how it's going to happen. If it's going to be like shot in the head. I mean, it's in Chicago, so you know, or, or your like, wife must really love this side of you. Um, some kind of uh, virus, like a like a West Nile you, type thing. When you proposed to Rachel, did you say in the last ten years that I have left, do you want to be hard, do you want yeah. to marry me? You want to spend my last ten years? The, la- no, the final years, the final years of my life, do you want to be with yeah, me? Yeah, well, that's she knows. She knows that um, it's a, a you know very shortened uh, lifespan that I have, and God. she accepted it. So. Sam, Sam at thirty, so Sam, Sam at thirty four is living his life like Donald Sterling's living it now. <laughs> I've only got another, I've got but six years left. I don't don't, don't really think about it. I mean, I just, you know, I I accept um, (laughs) the will of, uh, you know, whatever higher power, um, you know, God. But this isn't for me. I might as well enjoy it. Don't you think, Sam, that you kind of like, I don't know, you're exacerbating it by, like, every time we would be in the studio, I would look over and see Sam's iPad said, like, uh, Multiple sclerosis symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> West Nile's virus symptoms. Uh, dioxin poisoning symptoms. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't have a sore muscle without thinking that was it. I mean, I think that... I get, Sam, if you've always your entire life thought, I'm probably going to die young. I understand that you have that yeah. premonition, but you're not helping it by... No, I'm not. I'm by, not. like, you know putting your feelers out for it around every every Sam, Sam is like the girl from Fight Club, the one who is always at all the meetings and stuff who thinks she's gonna oh yeah. do, I, do I have breast cancer? <clears throat> oh check me, check me, check that spot on my back. I'm like Lana Del Rey, but I'm just not very wealthy and I have no musical talent. 
Oh, does she think she's going to die too? Yeah, she has a. Well, no, she she was. Uh, you didn't see uh, this week in uh, pop news. Uh, no. Francis, Francis Bean. <laughs> You read something called This I, Week I in Pop News. I, I, I mean Pop News in general. I don't oh. mean something called Pop News like PopNews.com. I mean, oh, I for instance, Dean Cobain, uh, Kurt Cobain's daughter, called her out because she um, it, she was being interviewed by Rolling Stone or somebody, and she said she thought it was uh, cool or um, uh, romantic how Kurt Cobain died so young. And yeah, she would, she wouldn't mind it happening to her. Guys, you know Sam Sam fell off his bike this week. Did you think you were going to die when he fell off your bike? No, because there were no cars around. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, we, where were we? At? Oh, where were we at the? Where were we at when you told me you fell off your bike? I don't know. We were out somewhere, and Sam mentioned to me that he fell off his bike all serious, and I just started laughing and making fun yeah. of him. Like, who wouldn't make fun of someone for falling off a bike? A lot of people wouldn't, but um, <laughs> you're not one of those people. Was there anything more? And then see, Ryan, he fell off the bike because he caught his foot in the chain. <laughs> well, it, it, it happens. It's a common, <laughs> common way to fall. You reach for the pedal. You, you don't. You don't look at the pedal. Yeah. I know how you ride your bike, Gabe. You always look down, and <laughs> you, you got the training wheels, and you look down at the pedals. You don't look forward. Look down at the pedal. <laughs> when you're a high speed rider like me, you you, you just instinctively, you know. Try to find the pedal with your foot to take off. And Ryan, I, you're telling me if you were if you were driving by and you saw Sam riding his bike in the street <laughs> and falling over, tripping up on the chain, you wouldn't start laughing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, pro- probably. I have to be honest. Probably not at first. I would say like, "Oh God, is he okay?" But I, I'm certain that it would get funnier and funnier. Yeah, like seeing yeah, how, oh yeah, like, over time, sure. Seeing how pathetic yeah. it is, him getting up like sure. with a scrape on his knee, like trying to pick up the bike with. A- <laughs> And Sam, you had to have cried, right? No, come on! I told you it wasn't even that big, that bad of a fall. But you didn't say like. <gasps> what? You Why to- would I tell you? I, you know, I, I don't believe I told you I fall. What was the purpose of me telling you I fell off my bike? That's what I'm saying. It's hilarious. Like, why would you tell me that? I don't know. That was a mistake. Shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> tell you anything. Oh, I caught my foot in the chair. And you said Rachel was with. She must have like looked down on you after that. Yeah, did you hear her around? She hasn't talked to me in weeks. <laughs> I actually saw, I was walking on Chicago Avenue the other day, and some kid was on a bike, or not a kid, he's probably like 20 or something, and he said he loves our serious show and everything. It was, it's weird when people notice you. Like, Ryan, you were noticed at, uh, or wait, no, base. you were noticed like in Vegas at a dinner. Just that was awesome. Like, so it's just weird to have, that, that people are listening to this to what we're doing here. So to that it is, dude, it is weird. that guy is the reason why we do this. So. If you're listening, you're weird. Yeah, you're a weirdo. For, for, <laughs> you're a weirdo for, no, for knowing who I was when I was on the street. <laughs> uh, a couple, couple more things before we wrap this up. I was at, um, I was actually at Family Dollar the other day across the street from me, and the girl at the register, her name was Unique. U-N-I-Q-U-E. Is that not the worst name you've ever heard? You know, it's funny. I've seen that name before, actually, unfortunately. Because they're trying... the first time I've heard that. They're obviously it's trying... not that unique. Well, that's the thing. They're trying to be unique, <laughs> but it's not unique. Nah, like, it's a stupid... It's a stupid name. Thank you. you. you oh, I, I'm going to name my baby Unique. She unique. Oh, God. <laughs> was she... Um, horrible. Was she Italian? What yeah. else do you have? Hey, uh, what, what is he, Italian? 
I mean, what, just like just like all the hipsters naming their kids like Apple. Like, really, do you have to give your kids stupid names like that? I mean, it's like the morons guide to giving them a, like someone says, like, oh, you should, you know, name them something unique. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. What do you it's mean like, you like that? No, no, I meant something unique, Matt. Yeah, it's like the it's the, the dummy's guide to giving your kid a unique name. It's actually <laughs> literally naming them unique. <laughs> <laughs> this is my daughter's Apple and Unique. But both oh, of my- Apple, that's unique. Unique is <laughs> lazy. <laughs> you should name your kids Lazy and Apple. I mean, you know... It, yeah, I don't know. It, that's the lazy way to name your kid something unique, right? It's just to not think beyond unique. <laughs> I want to name something yeah. unique. Yeah. That's as far as we're going to go. I need my baby unique because she unique. Look at that face. Speaking of of, of baby uh, stuff, face, how prepared are you to be a father? That's got to be coming up, right? I am two months away and I still have no idea what's happening. No, I mean, it's surreal. It's surreal. Have you, like, started researching stuff? I mean, I I don't know. Like, I, I changed my oil the other day for the first time and I researched it for, like, Probably three weeks before I attempt it. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Because I picture base like you always maybe procrast like oh yeah I'm gonna look up father stuff and then end up. I think you're giving me, I think you're giving me too much credit to look anything up. First of all, no, but I don't know. Based on point, but like, like to, be honest, they, they, to be honest, they say like once the baby arrives, the mother kicks in like this mother instinct and it goes nuts. I'm just gonna really rely on her. But basically, you guys, you, got, you guys aren't you guys aren't cats. Like a cat just knows what to do. Like when the baby comes out, like, they start licking it and putting it underneath their like <laughs> asshole or whatever they do with it. Like you're 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 still you're not automatically going to be smart and you're like, all right, so I have to burp it this way and that's a soft spot on its head and I should hold it this. You're not going to know all that shit. You're be holding- I'm not going to know all that, but she will. Yeah, but you're you still going to tell me what, what to do. Are you going to stay I'll with her when she has the baby? Uh, I'm gonna take five days off, and then that uh, that should be enough training for uh, for one kid. I think. No, but I mean, you're not gonna like take off, are you? <laughs> if that's how you sound. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I've I've gone this far without uh without leaving. You're not moving to Detroit or anything. Good, good luck with the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real pity. Yeah, I, I gotta it's gotta work out for you. Cleveland, I gotta go. Uh, I just <laughs> I got a job in Detroit, knocking down buildings. <laughs> I'm taking my I'm taking my talents to Cleveland. Yeah, he photoshops himself with different women. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, Jill, I'm seeing other women, and it's the worst Photoshop jobs ever. And not just that, but it's like Mila Kunis, Mariah Carey, it's all famous women. Yeah. As you can see, that's what he that's what he sends her. He texts her picture, horrible Photoshop jobs with him and Mariah Carey. As you can see, tell the boy that I've already found a new girlfriend. <laughs> But he did a photo shot on Nick Cannon's black hands. She just plays along. Oh, that's good for you, Dan. I'm glad you found someone. Yeah. He's He's sitting there in the Motor Lodge Motel. (laughs) Pick up Wendy's on the way home. Eating a hungry man dinner (laughs) off his chest. (laughs) I I see your car in the street. Come inside. Yeah, come on. I know you're. I know you're sleeping in your car. I'll I'll leave a blanket on the couch for you. It's like it's like remember in Rudy when uh, the guy was like, I don't know nothing about that. Where he left the blanket for Rudy. 
And then you yep. left the key. Oh, I don't know nothing about that. Like, that's what Jill's going to do when Bass leaves her. She's going to act like she doesn't know that he's sleeping in the garage every night. <laughs> Even though there's clean pillows and blankets and a key in there. <laughs> hey, uh, Jill, you know, we've been through a lot, and I just wanted to thank you for the stuff. Oh, I don't know nothing about that, Dan. I know you nothing. You hear what I said? I know you hear what nothing. I said? Yeah, you hear me, boy? I know nothing about that. I don't know nothing. Nothing about that, Bass. All right, base. Before we go, the uh, the listener segment thing. Everyone wants to hear because they know about your scuffles with Adam Richmond in the past. Ah, uh, yes. And the, the guy from Man vs. Food, Adam Richmond. He was he's the he's the biggest piece of shit ever on social media. Anytime someone talks shit to him, he immediately tells them like, "Why don't you put a gun in your mouth and pull the trigger?" Literally, that's what he said. No, he said like, go, "Draw a bath and pull out razor blades." No, but he does. He says the most terrible thing. But before, now I'll tell a little story that we never told on the uh, on the Howard 101 show because we couldn't. So, well, we could have. Well, I guess we couldn't. So we started telling it, and then we were told not to talk about it. So Adam Richmond, the guy from Man vs. Food, Bass sent out a tweet as a joke. It said, hey, it turns out if you walk around town and tell people you're Adam Richmond, they'll give you free meals. And then Adam Richmond DMs Bass. And what did he say again, Bass? He said, be careful who you impersonate. That's illegal. Yeah, and then, so, he was talking all this shit to base on DM. And then we talked about it on the radio, and all of our listeners were, like, talking shit to him. So, like, the guy, uh, Jim McClure, one of the producers on the Howard channel, he's like, oh, Adam Richmond listens to Howard. You guys can't start a war with him. So, but not only, not only, not only were our listeners talking shit to him, he was talking shit to them back. Yeah, he's like, you And that's, you when got re- that's when it started getting really ugly. Yeah, he's like, you ugly little bitch. He's like, your, your, your dad should have should have pulled out or something. He said shit like that. <laughs> and then, like, so we knew that Adam Richmond was a scumbag before. Like, we were talking about this. Actually, if our story would have got out back then, he wouldn't even had six seasons of Man vs. Food. Just now, like five years later, it's coming out that he's a piece of shit. But we've known this well, I- forever. And the thing that came out about him recently, he didn't really need to take it that far. He took a picture and hashtagged it Thinspiration because he lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. And someone got offended because something to do with bulimics or anorexics. And, and by the way, and the, all he and, and, and then, he, and then all, the, the way he resolved it is he called her a cunt. Yeah, but you so know I'm what? like, dude, you could have chosen any other word but that one. You know what? But but for a girl who weighs 500 pounds to say she's offended by someone who puts hashtag Vinspiration, shouldn't she work on losing weight instead of complaining? Oh, bulimic people say, like, she has some, that, that girl has problems, too. Like, what's she doing? A lot of problems. What, what's she, she's like 400 pounds, and she's like, just so you know, that's offensive to say Vinspiration. Like, how is that offensive? But even, th- that being said, Adam Richmond is the worst at handling any kind of criticism. He has, like, he must have, like, super low self-esteem, or there's something wrong with him. Because anytime yeah. someone says anything to him, he immediately just, like, attacks like a snake. He's like the Church of Scientology in human form. Like, where they, like, lawsuits, and, like, he, he always knows when someone is, I guarantee he'll hear this. You know what I'm saying? Like... He always knows when he's being discussed, and there's always action. Like, it's he's like, not going to take it. It's like when you used to say Michael Buffer's catchphrase, let's get ready to R. Yeah, you'd get, you, the next day there would be like, uh, <laughs> Mr. McFeely would be at your door with like, hi, you've been served. Yeah. This, yeah. You've been served by Michael Buffer. $10,000, yeah. what? 
Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't even hear that. I said it in my shower. Yeah, last night at the Cubby Bear Bar, we heard you said it at the table when you were talking about the De La Hoya fight. Ten thousand dollars is going to cost you. But you're right. Yeah, anytime, anytime Adam Richmond's being mentioned, he's like trolling everything, and he knows like, yeah. like you can't talk about him on Pinterest. You can't talk right. about him on Reddit. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. Hey, why don't all you pieces of shit put knives down your throats and swallow? Yeah. Oh, I got yeah. I got but, a food challenge for you. Why don't you, know, you guys uh, eat deadly scorpions? I, I, I just also want to point out <laughs> that it, it's, uh, shame on anyone who is shocked that the guy who got famous by eating like 10 hoagies in 10 minutes <laughs> is an asshole. I mean, isn't that implied? But, the guy on me for six no, years it's not, it's not, though, it's not though because his whole his whole gimmick is that he's the everyday man because he's so disgusting so like he's supposed to relate to all the other like base loved him but, yeah, but, 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 but do you really think, are, are you expecting that guy to have good manners I mean are like <laughs> of course he's a crude asshole he he got a TV show because he could eat a lot I wish when your uncle raped you he didn't blurt out come in your pussy <laughs> Honey, did you see uh, America's sweetheart, Adam Richmond, really flew off the deep end? <laughs> Something's wrong with this boy. America's sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, he, he's not hes not a national treasure. I mean, he wasn't... <laughs> he's not Betty White. <laughs> yeah, totally. He's not little orphan Annie. Like if Betty right. White, if Betty White went on Instagram and told people to cut them to go to bathtub with razor blades, like that'd be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> America's, tre- America's treasure, Adam Richmond. You believe it? <laughs> there's something. There's something wrong with that slob, though. Now all of a sudden, like taking pictures with like these like designer suits on, and like his his Twitter. Um, like the little blurb, it says, no longer doing food challenges. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, asshole, right. without the food challenges, you wouldn't be skinny now. <laughs> right. you, you'd still be some slob delivering pizzas in New York or whatever, uh, or cleaning the grill or whatever he was doing before. Hey, pork chop. <laughs> what, what, pork chop's name again? It's Adam. Adam Richard. <laughs> hey, pork chop. Go clean that fucking grill, pussy. Clean that shit off, too. Make sure there's no muscle. He was a 30-year-old man cleaning grills. Make sure there's no, make the sure there's no mu- 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 mussarel and marinara. <laughs> right on it, sir. Right on it. Uh, uh, right. We'll, wrap, we'll wrap it up on that. I recommend right. uh, subscribing on iTunes because then you get the episodes immediately. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Abe Cannon or AbeCannon.com. Gentlemen, what are your Twitters quickly? Or it doesn't matter how quickly. Base. <laughs> I am at Base on Air, B-A-S-S on Air. Which he was guilted into going back to when he changed it to uh, Levy, Levy, what was it, like Levy uh, Superstars? Levy, me, it was like Levy Nation, Levy Nation something. Okay, Sam? Yeah. It's uh, not good. It's uh, the Cannon Nation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam on uh, Sam underscore Cannon. Ryan, do you, do you still have... Ryan Mano, M-A-N-N-O. All right, cool. And we'll see you guys next time. We out. Peace. Later. Later.